Hello, my friends, and welcome to season three of the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we apply financial and investing principles to our favorite hobby collectibles like Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, comic books, Fortnite cards, you name it, we talk about it all. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host, Jess. So let's get started with collecting things that we love like damn adults. Here's today's episode. This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to my patrons. They make this podcast possible and also very fun to do because we are able to interact on a private discord where we can talk, discuss topics, and just in general help each other collect the things that we want. So thank you so much to everyone who participates there. I couldn't appreciate you more. This episode is also brought to you by myself. If you haven't already heard, I've been working on a passion project called Cardfolio. It's going to be an app that'll let you scan your cards onto your phone and add them to your virtual binder. Your virtual binder allows you to keep track of not only what you own, but you'll also be able to keep track of what you need. Are you chasing a shadowless master set? If so, Cardfolio will be able to help you keep track of your progress towards your goal so that it makes it easier to achieve it. Cardfolio doesn't just catalog your collection and manage your collecting goals, it will also allow you to see your collection like an actual investment portfolio. This means you'll be able to see how much your collection is worth, how that value has changed over time, and how your collection value breaks down by item type. For example, how much do you have in raw cards versus slab cards versus sealed items? If all of this sounds like an app you would like to download, then join my early access waiting list. I'll keep you updated with app progress, mockups, and when it's available, early beta access. So it'll be fun and it'll be great. The link for the early access waiting list will be in the description below. So go ahead and sign up if that's something that you're interested in. Hello, hello, and welcome. My name is Jess, your host for the Geek Doc Collecting Podcast, and today I am so happy because I have brought on Steven from Poker Dreamer. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you have it right. The founder behind the PSA graded card displays. I have him on today. I am so happy because this was such a great session. What we really connected on, honestly, what really drew me to his page, other than the fact that I really liked his displays, um, I actually have one of them and hopefully a few more in the future when my cards come back in from a CGC. But anyways, so what really drew me to him and his account on Instagram and his collection was the fact that he probably possibly likes some Southern Islands more than I do. I mean, we're talking about super, a super OG set. He's got, at at one point in time, he had three PSA 10 complete sets. Now he only has two. And I mean, like that still just blows, blows my mind because I don't even have one PSA 10 set. I do have three sets, but, but they're probably not going to come out graded as well as his. So anyways, it was great. It was lovely talking to him because he's been a collector for a while. He's had and held on to many, many different products. He even told me of the story where he ended up selling a card that he ended up getting graded. So he was the cert, he was the person behind the cert. And then uh, he had sold it and then 
then ended up buying it back because that was his certain he just had such a great connection with it but anyways it was really great to talk to him just because you know again he's an OG collector he's been around for a while he's seen the growth of the Pokemon market over the years and you know he still collects to this day and makes really great products on top of that so anyways we had a lovely conversation it was very awesome talking with him I hope to have him on a few more times at least right thank you so much everyone for being here and help me welcome Steven because there's people from like everywhere that I've been meeting, which is really cool. And, you know, I, I kind of like to having having those connections because you know like with the convention coming up with charlie and with uh, eric like that's gonna be so much fun i didn't nice. think the hobby would take me places you know like yeah really physically <laughs> yeah that's awesome I, I i travel a lot for my regular job and uh this is my first like collecting trip the last uh collecticon in, in texas so that was really cool um I'm actually not going to be able to go to the uh, the Florida show. I had a I had a back out. Yeah, so Aww. yeah, personal reasons. With um, uh, wife's having a surgery, uh, very close to that that weekend, so I had to back out. But you know, there will be more for sure. There and, will uh, be. Yeah, I'll be sad, but wife is more important. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope she's she's good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it, it should be fine. But um. Yeah, collecting is, uh, it, it's really fun. It could take you places. Like I never, you know, pictured I'd be doing something like this, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. a few months ago rather. So yeah, you know, it, it's really fun. How was uh, Collecticon while you were there? Cause that was in Dallas, right? No, that was in Frisco. That was in yeah, Frisco, it was like, Texas. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It was really hot. Um, it was, it, it's what I expected. And I, I also didn't expect it to be like that like high octane at you know 10 in the morning with the dude singing <laughs> i think i posted like this is way too lit for a sunday morning you know it was just it, it, it was cool it was cool it was a good experience uh i got to meet some you know people that i talk to on instagram all the time and um like some of the affiliates that i have with the displays and all that it, it was just really cool to finally like shake somebody's hand and and uh meet face to face so Similar to oh, this, yeah. but you know, you actually like reach out. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely agree uh, with you on that because uh, Rock Pokemon, Connor, he was in town. I'm I'm based out of Chicago, the Chicago area. And uh, we met around uh, the 4th of July weekend because he happened to be in town. And, you know, we had been talking back and forth for like, I don't know, maybe six months or something. Like, it felt like I'd already known him because we'd yeah, been on exactly. Zooms and stuff like that. So it was like, it wasn't weird to meet in person, but I already, I felt like I already met him in person. It's weird. That, it, right. that was a strange, like, but yeah, anyways, it, it's so cool to meet people. Absolutely. Um, in real life but um <laughs> yeah i mean I i'm glad you had a good time it looked like it was a lot of fun and i agree with you like 10 a.m rocking out like let me drink some coffee first like hold on <laughs> oh yeah totally totally sometimes you know i forgot to eat my wife had to go run out and uh, my my kid who's three and a half you know who's just hanging out we got him this really intricate car that Aww. he could like build and take apart just to keep him occupied and um he's not really super into pokemon or or power rangers yet like 
I, I made him sit and watch like the original Power Rangers movie with me, and he got scared <gasps> with, with Ivan News. He's like, "No, there's a purple guy in there." So, <laughs> so um, you know, one day this stuff will be his, and I hope by then <laughs> I could get him to appreciate it. But uh, it was definitely fun. I'm excited for the the next one. I think they're gonna become more of like a circuit where they go and. Mm. Uh, you know, I think I think they mentioned something about Vegas, so that would make Ooh. sense. Like Gary's out there, so that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, I I agree with you. I didn't I didn't think was that the first time they'd ever done it. No, it, no. Um, so I think again, I, I wasn't really following the whole scene like in depth with an account and all this stuff. Like I was basically a closet collector. I wasn't very social, but um, I think it was called Pokecon before. Uh, like oh, okay. for a couple of years, however long they've been doing it, it might've been the same people. And then they started to combine it. And, you know, there were some sports guys at the show. I think they're trying to make it more like Dallas card show, but mm. um, a Pokemon, you know, centered, centered. So uh, yeah, no, it was definitely, definitely a good experience. I'm excited to, to go to the next one. They're like a really tight, tight knit, um, you know, they run, they run a tight ship there. So it was very well organized. Any questions you had leading up, they were just really, really attentive and, and it was well put together. Yeah, that's awesome. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, anyways, let's get started talking about you because I oh. think, because <laughs> that's that's what everyone is here for. They want to get to know you better um, and get to okay. know more collectors in the hobby. So if you could tell us about you and kind of uh, how you are as a collector, what you collect, just your collecting journey, let us know. Sure. Well, uh, I'm Steve. I go by the name Pokey Dreamer on Instagram. Uh, I make and sell those displays back there. Uh, that's a new venture I started in October. Um, and I've been collecting on and off ever since I was a kid, basically. It started with basketball cards back in the early 90s, um, Power Rangers and just toys. And then obviously when Pokemon came out, you know, the video games, the, the first thing, like the the craze of the video games. My first memory was I was 12 years old and I rollerbladed from my house three miles on a rainy day in the street alone with a backpack full of quarters to buy a game shark so I could catch Mew in the game and be like the cool kid in school. Uh -huh, so, uh -huh. so like that's, that's like my first memory. And you know, like when you're a kid and you're passionate about something, I guess, that that sticks with you and you tend to forget it when things don't you know things aren't cool like in high school uh, some people stayed with it i you know in high school i definitely did not it wasn't the cool thing i was skateboarding playing basketball like whatever that was that was my thing then and then um it just i don't know it came back to me around college uh 20 2008 actually i bought four sealed boxes of the japanese southern islands which is like my favorite thing if you haven't realized by now like there there's there's a psa 10 set back there on my wall i just it, it's just for me as a kid like that was the like most interesting thing at the time these these new pokemon like pika blue who was that you know i knew for, i knew from numbers one to 151 and then i never really got into the gen 2 stuff that's when i started like just kind of you know inching away from from the hobby um that was around i guess that would be like eighth grade ninth grade that's when i kind of just stopped and uh picked up the skateboard like i said but um <laughs> yeah 2008 uh ebay was like you know 
totally just open season, whatever you want, you could go on there. Um, you know, I wasn't really looking at first edition base then. It was just like, I was looking at things that I, I didn't really get as a kid that I wanted. So I was picking up from where I left off. And I would just, you know, buy something here and there. I mainly stuck to like Southern Islands, Team Rocket. Um, and then started buying again some loose singles. Like I stopped in 2008, maybe for like two months, I bought some stuff on and off, stocked it away in a Rubbermaid bin. You know, I protected myself. I didn't just throw it in there. Um, and then... I guess that would be 2012, 2013, when I was uh, graduating college. I went to school for a long time. I worked through college. Uh, I'm an architect in, in the real world. So I worked my way through school, um, you know, and then uh, when I finally started making some adult money, I started buying <laughs> some children's toys again, So which is pretty funny. But uh, yeah, it was just, it was just a totally different time then. You could buy cards like site on the scene i remember going on this one website um professor oak cards it's still around but there's like nothing available now he used to just mm -hmm. have pictures of cards you could click and everything was near mint so i remember buying a first edition base zapdos for like 85 dollars without seeing a picture of the actual card it was just like a stock image and mm. i graded it like that was in 2012 i graded it last year and it was a PSA nine, like yeah. that, that, right. That's, that's crazy. Um, and then same thing with like my, my shining, uh, Mewtwo first edition from Neo destiny. I think I paid like, it was under a hundred bucks sight on scene. You know, it was one of those things where like you could, uh, get on, get on his email list and he'll notify you when there's something in stock. So I remember watching, um, the first edition shining Charizard and the shining Mewtwo and when I got the link, the email with the links for both of them, I clicked the Charizard first. It was gone. That was selling for $250 at the time. Um, you know, probably would have graded a nine. The, uh -huh. Like I said, the, the Mewtwo was about 100 and that also graded a nine. So, you know, nowadays it's, it's not as easy. And uh, like I'd say the trust isn't there. There's a lot of there's a lot of bad actors and stuff, you know, where there's money to be made back then. It wasn't really, it wasn't really like that. So um, for me kind of just, you know, waking up from like my hobby coma, you know, almost two years ago and just looking at prices of things um, it, and to hear the word like investing with Pokemon, I was like, really, you're not just like buying it. It just so happens to cost a little more. Like that was a totally, <laughs> that was a totally different concept for me. I, I still have a hard time, like almost cringing when I hear it, but it makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's whenever I buy something, I don't really call it investing really. I'm buying what makes me happy with or without the value being there. It just so happens that some of the things are valuable. Um, you know, like with like all my recent Power Rangers uh, purchases, like they're totally not like I wouldn't say maybe like one or two of the old comics I consider investments because I'm like, all right, you know what, maybe, you know, this is like the first appearance of them in an English comic. And, you know, uh, maybe in a few years from now, but, you know, the pops are so low, the books are so hard to find. Yes, it will probably, you know, increase in value, but like. I'm not expecting stonks, you know, as they say. <laughs> definitely not. Oh, no, no to the moons? Oh. No, no, I'm not. No, definitely not. Um, 
kind of just chill. I'm, I'm just happy with, you know, well, my, my collection right now is pretty much, um, it, it's thinned out for the most part. Um, I have some sealed product, but nothing like crazy vintage except for my, uh, like Southern Islands boxes, which I, I took some stuff out, some goodies to, to play. Hell show and yeah. tell. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that. Okay. So other than I'm trying to remember how I came across your account. And I think it was because I actually bought your three by three frame. You which did I have, you I love it. Fortnite. I remember. Yes. Yes. And yeah. I do, I do want to get custom ones made. At and some I'm going point. and I'll be able to do that. And, yes. and I guess when we talk about it later, um, I'm positioning myself to be able to do, um, just really quick turnaround times on custom items. So just the way that my my whole operation is assembled right now, put together, um, I'm in the process of actually leasing a space dedicated for for this little side project of mine, which <laughs> which is fun. And you know, with with like the laser cutter and everything that that I'll uh, be getting, I'll be able to do so much more with it. Wall art, like just just crazy things. Um, like acoustic panels for streamers, like a whole bunch of, I, I have a whole bunch of ideas. I'm a creator, you know, I was an artist, uh, you know, high school, I'm a licensed architect in the real world. I like to build things and tinker. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited for that. And, and I'm really excited to see your business grow because I, did you come on the scene in October last year? No, no, I, I remember um, it was, when I started my Instagram account, I believe it was either the end of December, uh, 2019 or oh, okay. early. Yeah. It was like, right, like right before the pandemic, that's when I had the, uh, dedicated Instagram account. And I think I just started posting pictures of like a couple of raw cards or whatever, and just following accounts that I liked, like, you know, some of the YouTubers I had known at the time, uh, Rusty, uh, SM Pratt, like, that's, I wasn't really into the hype channels. I'm still not, but just <laughs> something where, you know, like what you're doing, you, you get collectors on and you talk, you're, you're, you're kind of bringing value to the space. I'm not like, I'm, I don't really, I'm not really excited about, you know, screaming when somebody pulls a Charizard. That's, that's not my vibe. <laughs> um, but I, but I respect it. Like, that's cool. I get excited too, like with the shaky hands, that that's really fun. I just, you know, I, I, it, it's not, for me, I wouldn't probably have a channel uh, doing that. I would love to do something where I bring value. Um, I just, my wife's been telling me, oh, you should start a channel and, and, and you know, talk about collecting. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know what I would talk about that's not being spoken about already. What, what new am I bringing, you know? So I don't know. Some people have been telling me, you know, I have all these Power Rangers cards. Why don't you do some openings of them? Because I have duplicates of like every single set in english ever made so you know that could be something i do i have a few people on here that ask me about that uh togepi jones the guy juggling josh like he's asked me to do it so i don't know i might i might do that eventually but um like i said i'm not really into freaking out on camera <laughs> um, oh i understand yeah yeah but, um, I... yeah well um i mean so so other than 
the fact that I love the frames because obviously I have one. Um, but the other thing that really drew me to your IG was because you have Southern Islands. That's my favorite set. And and right when I had found your account, I had just recently like gotten sealed Japanese. And then I got, let me see how many full sets I have. I have one full set of the Japanese cards okay. and then two full English sets. Awesome. And, and, you know, obviously I say sealed Japanese cause I actually can't tell whether or not it was opened, you know, because how those, you know, those, I could tell, I can, I could tell you right now how they're open because I've opened in order to get the three PSA 10 sets that I actually had at one point. Now I have two, um, this uh, the guy on here, Pokemon Josh, he actually bought my third set from me with the displays to go with it, the black ones. Oof. Yeah. Um, that was last year. Kind of regret selling it, but um, <laughs> I also sold last year between 30 and 40 of my, of my sealed sets um, mm. that I had from back in 08. I just kept them. Over the years, I would sell a couple. Um, I had opened a bunch to get to grade my my sets that you see here and mm -hmm. uh, yeah i'm just down to two but yeah if, if you look on the back of of the packs there's a glue strip that should be on the back left side mm -hmm. and and if you see stripes it's been opened if the oh. glue strip is solid it's it's sealed so mm -hmm. it's I, I check ebay listings now and i notice that most of them and a lot of the people message me too on like in DMs on Instagram asking if I have any for sale or, or can you check if this is sealed or not? Um, and yeah, most of them are searched and, yeah. and I feel like they don't have to be, you could, you could look, there's the window on the front of the packs. So like you could kind of look at the centering without opening the packs, you know, you could right. see the borders of the cards and for the most part, you know, the one in the middle, will will give you a hint as to what the other two look like so you don't have to open it i don't know why people do that um, <laughs> yeah and then but, and then they say that it's sealed you know not been opened when in fact it yeah. probably is you yeah, know I'll, they haven't I'll searched right i'll show you what the sealed looks like hang on one second <laughs> yeah let's do it see this is what i'm here for because this kind of information is hard to find out right. hard to find out in the wild yeah okay so um so there's two you know there's the rainbow island and then there's a the tropical island so this is the inside of here there's 60 packs and this is the one that has the um it's basically the Merrill, the slow king and the vile plume in here there's 20 of each and what the, so in yeah. one box it has 20 of those each wow. so, so there's okay. six, there's 60 packs in here okay. this is again this is the one it's kind of hard to see hanging uh <laughs> the ones the ones that are in there and then i actually have to get a case for these i'll probably have to get one custom made um and then this is the 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 big one with the muse in there with Mew. Mm -hmm. yeah so there's 20 muse in there <laughs> 20 uh togepies <laughs> and 20 ladybugs so yeah, these these are super hard to come by. I've seen these on eBay like twice in the last two years. Um, so that's like a big centerpiece of my collection. Um, I I don't know. I'm I'm contemplating just 
you know, to, to, to help fund my business. Like I, the laser cutter is not cheap. And um, <laughs> I'm trying to use my, my collectibles funds to help fund that just to kind of keep everything in the same realm. So um, I don't know, I might, I might post it up on eBay and see if there's any price. <laughs> Definitely no auctions for sure. Um, yeah. Um, I, you know, it's funny you say that because I've been thinking of the, doing the same thing. I actually have some cards up on eBay right now that, you know, are cards that are not like, I'm not super emotional about, um, that I, I want to take, you know, those funds and then probably put them back into my business or, you know, put them into sealed. I haven't fully decided yet, but I can understand, you know, <laughs> trying to find a little bit of capital to bootstrap um, yeah, your own business. Right. For sure. And I've been, you know, it, it, it's hard to part with something, especially that doesn't come up too often. Like I, you know, back in the day, sure. But now like, I don't see that pop up and I know that hasn't gotten the hype treatment yet. You know, uh, my posts are sure. Like I, I don't mean to hype the set because I want to buy more. Uh, it's just <laughs> that like, you know, this time last, uh, yeah, I'd say like March, 2020, I bought like one guy from California on eBay. He had about 15 of the Mew packs. And I think I got them for like, I, I, I want to say no more than $30 each. And right now they're selling, <laughs> right now they're selling for like, I don't know, between like high 100s into mid 200s, just alone. And last year, the full sealed sets that I was selling was the range of those is probably 150 to when I, when I sold like my last sealed set besides the one that I'm keeping for myself and then my boxes. I think oh, the wow. highest I ever sold that set for was like 250. And now the Mew pack alone is going for that much. And I'm like, ah, darn it. You know, but um, yeah, I've had people you ask. Live if, and you learn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you don't, you don't sell the whole, uh, the whole collection, but no, like I said, I'm down to what I'm happy with. I do have some modern product that I bought uh, with the intention of, hanging on to for a while like uh, just shining legends hidden fates all at retail like way before you know the whole logan paul thing and everybody like just just came in that had nothing to do with pokemon and just saw it as like a quick flip i was mm -hmm. genuinely into the sets i love shining like my favorite card is is um like the koro koro mew and Ooh. yeah so i funny story about this i had bought two of these for about $30 each back in 2012 raw, you know, near mint mint from, from Japan. They arrived. I graded them last year. That's when I started grading my cards. It's just last year. I, you know, I just kept everything good. And, um, you know, before prices started going up, I just sent in everything with a grading special and one came back at nine, one came back at 10. I sold the nine. I kept the 10. So I don't know That's where awesome. this, yeah. I don't know where this is. Like the price of it doesn't matter to me. Like, it was a $30 card back then, but it's like, if you had to ask me what my favorite card is, favorite Pokemon, it's definitely Mew. Um, this is the real Shining Mew, not that new one that just came out. That's uh, that everyone's talking <laughs> about, right? It's all over everybody's Instagram feed. That's pretty cool. Though. I, I might, you know, if, if it's not as uh, uh, rare as a card as it's being made out to be right now, because it's just, it's just not released yet. Uh, hopefully it'll mm -hmm. be attainable and, you know, I, I I don't like that, you know, the whole vibe of people just, 
you know, releasing a card early, like special delivery Pikachu, or even, I don't know if that Charizard was real or not, but like, you know, give, give people a chance to actually like just go and get it because I feel like, you know, 20 years ago we had the opportunity to, and that's why we're back now. Um, if, if people are just scalping for the sake of making money, uh, you know, little kids that can't really afford it are going to miss out on it. So I'm not yeah. happy about that, but yeah. yeah. It's been definitely, I think, I mean, you know, I don't even know how you balance that um, because, you know, like scalpers coming in or, you know, flippers coming in. Money, but not to like, you know, take advantage to the point where it's, I don't like the term gatekeeping, but that's kind of what it is, at least with the brand new stuff, you know, like yeah. vintage makes sense. Like it's, it's look at vintage sports or even like some of the crazy cards in sports, the like one of ones selling for hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, like that, mm -hmm. that stuff makes sense, but not like champion's path or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I agree with you, you know, um, people flipping doesn't necessarily make me mad, but when you look at everything from a short-term perspective, like what you were just saying, you rob yourself from, you know, long-term potential when you steal, potentially steal the memories from kids. I, I don't know how prevalent it actually is or how much impact it's actually making on children getting cards in their hands. I don't yeah. know that we'll ever know. I mean, I, I know a few anecdotal experiences of, you know, coworkers just going to McDonald's to, you know, get the cards for the girls and they had none. <laughs> and right. you know uh you know her kids not being able to enjoy that i mean right. obviously those moments aren't the end of the world but um it's like it's it's one of those things that you kind of have to i mean i don't know i i hope that it doesn't have a lasting impact for children a because pokemon is very cool and very fun but b you know in order for a market like pokemon or any collectible to sustain itself it needs to have new demand periodically come in i mean Absolutely. because I, you know, recently I just got on to guys like Reserved Investments and Harry Rinker, who are really knowledgeable on collectibles and antiques. And, you know, they're comparing and seeing the history of markets that have been become established and are stable, mm -hmm. like coins, uh, currency, um, you know, we're, we're talking about long established collectible categories. Uh, right. And then when you compare those to like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, all the stuff that we're into right now, you know, our, our market, uh, you know, according to them is considered, you know, like mass speculation. We are speculating. If you're not buying because you love the things and you're speculating, this is a speculative market. So anything can happen. Yeah. You know, anything can happen. I still think it's early. Uh, believe it or not, because it's, you know, it's only 20 years old. Um, you know, I, 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 I side with the, that dude, Jeremy, the guy, you know, he has like the, the crazy collection, the, the action figures. Oh, Jeremy Padar. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had him on your show before, I think, right? Yeah, did, I yeah. did. I did. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, super humble dude too, right? I haven't had uh -huh. the pleasure of like speaking with him on these terms, but uh, I think we chatted a couple of times on IG. Um, but I do see this as like, if, if you want to talk about investing, it's I, I still think we're early as people our age uh, make more money. You know, even like I'm, I'm talking 20, 30 years down the line, like where my kid has grown up 
and now I'm like, okay, now we have some money to play with. What do we want to get? You know, where's first, <laughs> where is first edition Charizard now? Is he still at 300 for the 10 and, you know, floating around 30 for the PSA 9? Or is it back to, you know, uh, 2016 prices where you can buy a PSA 9 for like 2000 or less and a PSA 10 was like 15 you know? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't see it going back down to that because there's such a thing as price memory and more people know about it now. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's people now that wanted to buy a, a PSA 9 first edition Charizard um, during the Logan Hall pipe and were happy to pay, you know, forty five, fifty thousand dollars for it and say, oh, if it went back down to 30, I would buy like 10 of these. But like, it's funny how human psychology works that you know, when something's going down, you don't, you know, you, are, are you sure where the floor is? And do you do you even want to touch it? Or, um, you know, I think everything happens in cycles. I don't know if this is a floor for cards, period, because there's some things that cut through the noise, like, again, like, like, Southern Islands, like, for me, that's just like, you know, I, I don't care what it does on the, the charts. I don't, I know there's like accounts on here that show price movement from one week to the next. And, you know, you got to zoom out. You're going to give yourself a heart attack. It's like, I, you know, I, for, I stopped watching some sports for that reason. I'm like, you know what? Someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. I can't be emotionally attached. My life is too crazy right now. I, I, I got to focus on my stuff. Like, let them play. If they win, great. You know? <laughs> so if it's going to go up, it's going to go down. Just, just zoom out, chill out, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And then some things get the high treatment and then, you know, it'll, it'll go up, you know, 10 X and, you know, some people play cards like the the stock market, and, and that's always going to happen when there's money to be made, you know, to, to each their own, right? So, Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I'm the kind of person that won't tell someone that you're collecting wrong because, yeah. you know, no, it's, it's, it's like it's thing. so personal. Yeah, yeah exactly. 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 And I mean, you know, going back to – you know, Southern Islands, like a really lovely set. There are so many things to like about it. And it's a gateway drug into the back into the hobby. <laughs> like I, I, I spoke to a few collectors. I know like SM Pratt, that was what got him back into collecting. Now look at the behemoth of the collection he has now. It's and I still go back to it. Like every time if I find a good set, I'll still I'll still buy it at a decent price. Like no matter what. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just you, you go back to the things that made you happy as a kid or like what intrigued you and like what your interests were. So like, hence yeah. my newfound my newfound passion in the the original Power Rangers, um, who two of which happened to be at Collecticon, which was which was really awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason. Yeah. Oh my God, I don't even remember all of their names. I only know Jason and Jennifer because they both started with Jace, but I don't remember any of the other. Okay. Uh, well, was, original Power Ranger. Yeah, names. It, it, it was Jason, Zach, Billy, Trini uh kimberly and um oh yeah yeah jennifer Tommy. is her real name but okay. kimberly was her oh i feel like an idiot right. yeah. amy joe johnson amy joe johnson was the pink ranger every oh. every every um 33 34 year olds first crush probably <laughs> yes probably. If, my, if my wife watches this she'll she won't kill me she knows the deal <laughs> but um yeah, she already I, knows yeah yeah i actually got their autographs two of them uh it was uh is the Red Ranger and the original Black Ranger at, at Collecticon. So I was like super happy about that. I managed That's to. Awesome. Yeah, my, my <laughs> poor wife was sweating at our booth because I ran off. I'm like, if somebody <laughs> wants to order something, just, just stall them. I'll be right back. 
you know um but yeah that, that was awesome i actually have the cards up on my up on my wall i'll, I'll show them to you yeah i want to see them i don't know that i've seen the power ranger cards uh um, sure did these have... come back did these come out back in the day when yeah from 1994 yeah okay, okay. yeah I'll, I'll, i have a box nearby too so this is like i made this display for there we go. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to see, but these are called power foils. Um, they're like super duper shiny. You can see mm. that. Oh, so, and those are one touches, huh? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to get these graded probably. Maybe authenticated down the road. So I got the uh, the Red Ranger there. And where is he? On the end here. Hang on. There we go. Black Ranger. Wow. I made okay. all, all custom pegs for the... Uh, you know, the awesome. different the different animals. I got this guy on the wall here. Ugh. That's that's awesome. Um man, what an experience to have those signed. I mean, are there any yeah. companies that even authenticate those cards? Do they anyone I, grade them? BGS? I, I I mean no, they're they're PSA graded Power Rangers cards. Oh, they're just okay. the pops are really low. I don't think there's many PSA tens. I don't think there's any PSA tens. Uh, in the series one power foil, maybe like one or two, but none of like the well, the Rangers in their suits, which is like considered the the chase cards. Um, I could show you if anybody's interested. I, I'm not pushing these at all because I'm still buying them. But like this is the box that they come in. This is the series one. Um, what do those What do those go for? Um, they've been ranging like probably around the hundred dollar mark. They had a little spike. Mm possibly due to me posting about them a couple of months ago you know last year they were like between 50 and like 90 and then and then they shot up to close to two a little over two right now they're, they're hovering around the hundred dollar mark i just mm. actually sold a couple to a friend in canada um the other day for that price so that, that, i'd say that's about market um but yeah okay. there's definitely a few of us on in the instagram realm that that uh that, that love our Power Rangers. So I'm hoping it still stays under the radar for a while. Um, I don't know. It's, it wasn't a trading card game like where, where you battle. They actually came out with one of those in 2013. Um, and I, I recently discovered and I, I scooped up a couple of those boxes and it was short-lived. It, it only lasted for like a year and it had everything from the original Mighty Morphin all the way up until I don't even know like what the new ones are called. I'm just strictly you know <laughs> season one and two like after the white ranger that was it you know um mm -hmm. so i yeah. you know diehard fans will probably be cursing me here but i i buy what i know what made me happy as a kid and and that's what i stick to like you said you, you know that it depends what uh you, you can't tell people how to collect right mm -hmm. so. yeah yeah absolutely um you know who who printed those cards it was i know it's called collect a card, which, mm. you know, it's the print quality. Um, the cards stick together now. They're so old, you know, they're 20, they're 26, 27 years old now, right? 93, 94. So um, I've discovered a trick of like putting the packs in the freezer for a few minutes and then taking them out, uh, grab, grab some ice cream, grab my pack of cards and then just sit there and, you know, <laughs> wipe my hands wow off. and that yeah. and that helps you kind of peel the cards away from each other without they, ruining them they tend not to stick as much mm, uh, okay. I've, I've seen some sports cards collectors do that as well with like the old fleer basketball from like the early 90s um 
but yeah, it's still like some of them have. Uh, I think the series one they have like a little. It's basically like a pog on it, and there's I, I think there's eight or twelve different ones you could get in the packs, and that's always on the first card, and uh, it, it always just leaves a ring around that first card. Luckily, the mm-hmm. the foil ones are in the back, so um, yeah, it, it doesn't hurt them. But yeah, yeah, they're 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 not really worth a lot. Uh, but they're sentimental to me, and uh, I like them. That's good. I mean, yeah, you you got to get what you like, and if something happens, something pops with them, then then cool. I mean, uh, what's what's really funny is because, like you, I'm a collector first. I cannot speculate. I'm still learning. There's a lot of things that I don't know, uh, so I would not call myself an investor, honestly. Um, but it just so happens that sometimes I have a thing that I get lucky with. Like of take course. for example, um, I have some comic books. I bought maybe about a two and a half, two years ago-ish, I bought a 9.5 CGC graded Miss Marvel one. And this is the reboot Marvel with okay. Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. So it's the first print, um, it's a 9.8, you know, so out of 10, that's the max. So this is super minty, this comic, right? And it just, and, and I got that for, I don't know, maybe 135. I want to say 135. Not bad. I have it, you know, posted it up. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, and like when, around the time when Marvel started or, you know, Disney started um, talking about how they were going to do a Miss Marvel TV show, oh. that comics shot up. Like really? probably, probably last sold. It's about two, three x from what it was previously so i mean that's really exciting to see because it's like oh shit i didn't buy that to you know flip it and sell it i i I might i might consider it you know just because um because then i could just you know realize those paper gains because the one thing with those comics is you know i can always get you know another non-graded one like, I don't need to have the grade. I just, it just happened to be a good opportunity to buy one. I'm like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and get it, you know? Right. Um, but I, I'm not sold on it. I can always get that comic. And to be honest, I, I haven't even read it. So, uh, you know, for me, I probably want to just go ahead and buy another one so that I that I can actually read and, and get the story. But, sure. but yeah, that, that was a really cool experience. I mean, even with like Southern Islands as well, because I started buying, you know, some of the English set, I bought a Japanese set and, you know, the PSA 10s for those, for those hollows now, I mean, even just recently, I want to say halfway through July, you know, I don't have any PSA 10s actually of those cards. I, I'm waiting for them to come back from CDC because I okay. decided to go ahead and get them graded. Um, but I mean, those hollows, like the Viola Plume went for around, you know, 1400 like the slowpoke went around for 2300 and then the the lediba um the ladyba is was over a thousand i want to say so yeah. i mean i mean i don't know about the mew or the merrill which those seem to be like yeah. the heavy hitters the yeah. heaviest hitters from that set mm. um you know, so I don't know what those are valued for, Tog- but Mew, Togepi, and Meryl. Those are the three heavy. Those hitters. are the three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mew being the first. I haven't seen a recent sale of a ten. Uh, I do know somebody like, I think he's from Australia. Back like last year, I want to say this time he sold pretty much a whole PSA ten set, just shy of either Togepi or 
he was like maybe one or two hollows shy of the full set. And I think he sold it for around nine grand back then. I know the Mew at wow. one point, I think the Mew at one point on a PWCC auction, probably on its own went close to, I, I want to say it was well over five. Uh, I, don't quote me on this, but like definitely somewhere between five and 10, maybe it was like eight. I don't know if it got paid. Um, but that card is like, you know, super hard to grade. It's one of the prettiest. I prefer just I'm I'm biased again. I just like the way the Japanese cards glow. Like that had that satin kind of hollow vibe to it. It was like the first reverse hollows that I I think the first reverse hollows period. Ever? Um uh I I wanna say in a set, yes. I, I believe so. so so yeah that might make sense because i think after the promo came out then we got like the aquapolis and then the expeditions right because that whole gen 2 i think it was neo i think after was that it came neo after because, that? Okay. because because in the sealed english binder were um, the Neo Genesis and the Neo Discovery packs as like the promotion leading up oh, to those. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah, because because I I recently bought on eBay. It was like a partially sealed set of Southern Islands. Um, so the the outer wrapper was removed. Um, and, and this person had like four of them. I think Rusty from TCA got like the other the other binders because it was they were selling it for a little bit under what they were going for at the time i guess just to liquidate them so like i said I, i'm still buying that set whenever i find a good deal so mm -hmm. um i was able to to acquire that and i think on a live i opened the the uh the inner seal and took out the pack which i still i still have here sealed this is still sealed um i don't have the heart to like rip it open but i've i've inspected the you know what i could see from it the uh the marrow obviously and then the back of uh, i forget what the last card is but the marrow is like super clean well centered i don't see any chipping from from what i could tell there's like a slight tear it's gonna be really difficult to see here but the 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 cellophane wrap on it there's like a slight tear in it but mm -hmm. um i don't know I, I i had the intent of just cracking this and and just sending them off to grade i have a full set um everything is a psa 10 uh not the hollows i just have the lady but hollow and a 10 that i graded myself from um a set that i bought back again when i was in college in 2012 and uh i paid 85 dollars for the sealed it, it wasn't a sealed binder it was again it was it was just this just this pack back then i opened it um every card came back uh all the non-hollows were tens um some of them were eights. I think the Mew and the Togepi were eights. The Ledeba was a 10, and then the other hollows were nines. So throughout the course of this last year, I, I replaced the eights with the nines. Um, I ended up trading my 10 Ledeba to, to Rusty, TCA Gaming, uh, when I was building my PSA 9 first edition jungle, uh, just hollow set, because um, I, never, I never had the first edition as a kid. So before it kind of popped off, I was just chipping away. And um, I think I was, I, I got like a handful of cards, like an electro, like just the, not the big heavy hitter ones, but uh, the just to say I had the set, I got the other nines from him and uh, I was kind of regretting it. And I saw he had put up, eventually he had put up my card for auction, the Lediba. And I was like, oh, that's my card. Like, that's my cert, you know? 
I, I need it back. So I ended up winning that <laughs> auction and just, just to get it back, you know, like you get attached to these things. It's, it, you, you know, it's, it's pretty funny. Right. So, so I still have the nine and I still have the 10. So um, a long-term collecting goal would be to eventually get the hollow 10 set of that in English. Cause I have enough of the Japanese already. Um, yeah. But that's like a long-term Pokemon goal. I don't really have, like a clear direction as to where I'm going. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not really interested in buying new sealed product as I am, you know, if I find a card that I like. So like that new shining Mew, uh, the gold one, that's really cool. Um, I was into amazing rares, you know, it, it, I hope they bring them back and like do legendaries. Like, I don't know if they ever will, but like a Mew or a Mewtwo in that, in that style would be re ridiculous. Like I would, I would love to see that. Um, but what, what about you? What, uh, you know, what's your collecting journey right now? Do you have, you have a clear direction as to like, are you buying anything? Are you, do you have any gaps you're trying to fill in your collection or what? Oh man, I wish I could say I had a direction, but I, I really don't, uh, just stuff that kind of comes up. I mean, so, so I've had to, I, I've tried to really pull back on on buying because right now I'm putting my money towards, you know, other things, okay. um, trying to like rebalance stuff in general. And so I'm like, uh, I don't really want to buy collectibles right now, or at least, you know, set myself a budget. So sure. I'm not buying too much. Um, so I'm not really chasing anything right now, just really interesting stuff. Um, like for example, actually recently I bought a vending series sheet, oh. uh, the number 15 with the Mewtwo. Awesome. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't unpeeled it yet. I think I might, I'm just waiting for, um, some card savers to come in. So once I have, you know, those card savers, I'll go ahead and, and pop it in or unpeel and then go yeah. ahead and go. Card savers. Know. Those are like the, the hottest investment of 2021, right? They, in 2020. Yeah. I, I bought a case of them and I, I think I paid like 300 or something. And then the actual, I forget, like people were selling them for crazy amounts of money. So now all these, all these guys are making their own and it does the same thing. So good on them. And now people have, you know, I, I don't think it's in their cards in, but they're in card savers. So that's cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, no, no, definitely. And I prefer to keep my cards in card savers anyway, like how I, that's how I store them. I just get one of those bigger size, uh, meant for, uh, you know, graded cards, uh, those uh, shoe boxes uh, from BCW. Yeah. Uh, normally, normally that's where I order all my supplies. I remember ordering some card savers back in December and I think I finally had gotten them in like February just because everything was all in back order and right and whatnot um so i i regret not buying more um but i figured i'd go ahead and give the um the card savers from uh, canto shark a try because they're supposed to be a little bit higher quality and whatnot and so i'm thinking you know maybe i might use those to display cards you know i don't know i don't know we'll see yeah. we'll see how how they look when they come in but um i i mean <laughs> it's so funny you know, so, so Pokemon last year just explodes, right? Just kind of out of nowhere. It, it, Pokemon pulls a rug under all of us. Right. And then, so we're like, oh shit, you know, kind of trying to catch up and then we need supplies and, you know, stuff is overpriced on Amazon. Like I'm not 
paying $25, $30, $40 for 50 card savers. Come on, get out of here. Yeah. You got to be crazy, right? Yeah. Um, but getting anything was tough. Getting one touches was tough. Getting, right. um, I mean, sleeves wasn't really that tough, but I guess maybe it was just card savers. And uh, yeah, you had to, you had to get up, uh, you had to sign up for like the, the notifications through cardboard gold yeah. and like they're like they'll send an email it's it's gonna go on sale 8 a.m this time this day you know like i remember that's how i was able to get a, a case of them and uh <laughs> i'm you glad know, you did <laughs> yeah i didn't scalp them i ended up using most of them i, I still have some because i have i, I have uh it's kind of hard to see but uh hang on where are we there i have like two boxes full one is pokemon one's power rangers just sitting like I think there's like 200 cards in each of them. Um, oh my or, gosh! Yeah, or, or 100. I forget how many fit in there. There's a lot, uh, but yeah, that who would have thought <laughs> that those those would those would take off last year, right? In price, just plastic. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I mean, I guess you know you can never time the market, so you probably should just, in general, kind of have things like th this. Is me talking to myself, like, girl, just keep like a little bit of that stuff just tucked away, you know, just so that you have it when you need it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I guess you know one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk about um, because okay, so it seems to me your favorite Pokemon is Mew. Yeah, that's just a guess. Well, I, well, I told you. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I think maybe this was before we started recording, but that I say the story about when I rollerbladed. I'm not sure if I said that already. I forget. I'm losing my. Oh, I'm getting the old. Rollerblading. Yeah. So, so you did mention. I do remember you saying that you skateboarded, but rollerblading sounds new to me. Oh well, I was 12 oh. years old. Uh, this is before I learned how to how to how to skateboard, and um, you know I had to be the cool kid in school, right? So I got. I got my rollerblades, a backpack full of quarters, and I rollerbladed oh, yeah. like two and a half miles to to get the game shark to get Mew. So I forget. Sorry if I already said this. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> no, uh, it's okay. Yeah. The, the The audience needs the story. It's totally sure. cool. <laughs> yeah. Mew is definitely my favorite. It was so intriguing as a kid. Like, wait a minute, there's a secret character in the game, you know? And um, there wasn't really. I, there wasn't YouTube back then, so you couldn't really follow like one to one how to get to it in the game. So I was like, all right, I, I just know I can just do it on Game Shark. So I went and I bought it in quarters. I remember falling down because it was raining uh, to go mm -hmm. get it from the video <laughs> <No>. game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, vacation though, right? So Hell yeah, you yeah. and Mewtwo, um, definitely. As a kid, you know Charizard, like the big three, right? Like uh, any any typical uh, person our age, it was the gen one just the big you know the the big five really the, the starters me too and Mew for me yeah yeah, yeah. no those, those were such great cards and it's so funny because it makes me really nostalgic thinking about that time because that was back in the day when you couldn't look up walkthroughs online you had to go and buy the thick ass books yeah. at your local stores or whatever to get through zelda to get through pokemon to get through yeah. whatever whatever yeah. i remember those books gosh mm -hmm. yeah i, I had those the one nice. with charizard on it uh i don't know if they made <laughs> one with the blue uh, you know for blastoise on there but um mm -hmm. yeah crazy how how times change now you could just We'll go on YouTube and watch somebody else play the game. You don't even need to play it for, you know, you don't need to play it for yourself, but 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's it's funny to kind of think about how we had to do things when we were kids. God, you know what? I everything I'm saying, I just feel like a boomer. Um, so I'm just gonna <laughs> stop talking because I just feel more and more I'm just digging myself. It's into okay. This we're, we're we're both boomers. Whoever's watching, yeah, we're all we're old. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's kind of funny, like. It's funny to to start to realize that you are now like the adult and the children are the actual children. Do you know what I'm saying? We like never you really have this... grow up, though, right? We're just we just we, we're just bigger kids, you know. Um, but yeah, you're right. I noticed that. I, I don't I, I don't know if you have children. I, I have a son, like I said. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he's a three and a half year old. He's bouncing around. I feel old because he's, it's <laughs> boundless energy and, you know, somewhat active, but he's like, you know, sometimes I just need to. <laughs> need a break. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it's great. It, 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 it breathes new life into you. But um, like I said, we're, we're all just kids after all, right? I mean, kids now with money. Like I remember back in the day when you would go to, Toys R Us, or you go to Walmart, and you go to Target, and you'd be like, "When I grow up, I'm gonna buy all these things." And you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna buy these Legos, and buy this one, buy that." Yeah. And now you have money to buy the things, and you're like, "Okay, that's cool. I could buy that Lego Star Wars, whatever. But where the fuck am I gonna put it when I'm done? You know, like, <laughs> am I gonna break it up and just like put it back in the box? No, right, right. I don't, I don't have space for that. Right. Keep it, <laughs> keep it sealed, and you know, it, it's meant to be built, but. But yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm not super huge into Lego, although this is going to sound silly. I'm going to uh, Lego land tomorrow, which opened up uh, about an hour and a half from where I live up here in the Northeast. So uh, oh, I'm pretty excited. About, yeah, I hope it doesn't rain. Um, but yeah, we're I'm going off on a tangent. Uh, Lego. Yeah, I don't collect Lego. Um, but last year for my birthday, I'm very much into space. So my wife bought me the uh, Saturn V rocket, which is like this huge three foot long Lego thing. I'm just, I'm saving that for when my son's older and we'll probably build it and I'll get it encased or maybe I'll make the display to put it in, you know, then. Um, but yeah, <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Um, I, I, I'm sure there is like, lego investors i'm sure i'm sure there are i actually never yeah. thought about you know you just buy a lego box to just keep it sealed I, I never really thought of it like that but when i do think of legos i think of those big gosh darn like replicas of things that people make like those those like uh safes those mechanical safes that that they make. have you seen those do you know what i'm talking about i i, I want to say yes but Maybe it'll show me after and I'll be like, oh yeah, I know. But right now <laughs> I can't picture it. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, 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 so, so there's like really, there's really big things that people will make out of the Lego. So they'll make replica, like uh death stars that you can open oh, up and uh, see. Yeah. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and they'll do crazy stuff. Like I saw, this was years ago. Uh, some engineers literally created a car a life-size moving vehicle. I saw that. It was a Bugatti, I think. Yeah. Yes. It was the blue one. Yes. And, then, and then they made the actual smaller version that cost like three or 500 bucks, maybe even more. Some of these things are wicked. Like <laughs> I, I, have a yeah. buddy, I have a buddy that he collects like all the, the Lego um, Harry Potter 
uh, you know, releases oh, and all that. And yeah. his, his, his goal is to build them all and make, you know, like Hogwarts, yeah, yeah hog, hogs meet hog, Hogwarts, all that stuff. So oh. yeah, that's really cool. You need space for that space, time, patience, and no small children. Around. That is what I'm saying. Like the space is the lacking part for me. I don't. I would love to buy Legos, but I just don't have a place to put them. I. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I mean, you know, switching switching gears a little bit back into Pokemon, um, you know, with with kind of like the slowdown in the market. You know, I know a lot of people talking about how this will probably continue a little bit. Um, the slowdown will probably continue a little bit and get a little worse for certain sectors of the market, you know, even into oh, yeah. December. Absolutely. Um, How many cards are at PSA right now? I don't think the the tip of the iceberg has been uncovered yet. There's like so many cards were sent in. I know people that sent in in September, like before the first Logan Paul box break that they're, they're, their um, bulk subs are still like just now getting into the grading phase. So, you know, pretty sure some people had PSA nines and below like in that condition. Um, but the way PSA has been grading now, I don't know how many will come back in line. They were throwing out half grades recently. Like, like, I don't know, just like, yeah. free, free candy really. Um, and it, it was never like that. So I wonder if they're just, utilizing their full spectrum of, of the of the grading scale um look i've seen old certs that are nines and tens that are actually nines and tens and i've seen some that it looks like they were just shuffling through and they're like okay this gets a nine this gets a ten like whatever so uh -huh. um i agree with you i feel like in some sectors it could still go down certain set cards i don't know how many people back in the day you know or throughout this whole you know 20 something years it's been had mint binders of first edition base or you know first edition anything complete sets i don't know um i don't have you know the ability to to answer that uh precisely but i i do know that this was a recent like hype phase so with that there's going to come a lot of people submitting to grade and then um you know, if, if everybody's doing something, it isn't special anymore. Um, I feel like the last few months, a lot of people just sent in cards to get graded. So some people probably sent in cards that I, I don't want to say should not be graded, but um, are definitely clogging the, the system in terms of like the backlog at the grading companies and stuff like that. So I think I think the cards that weren't meant to be graded and, and flipped if you want to say that, um, you know, that might slowly diminish and maybe the uh, the cards that are a little bit more rare and scarce, those, as I said, like continue to cut through the noise, whether they be just, you know, uh, I, I don't have any trophy cards, but trophy cards, like set cards that are really difficult to grade um, and, and just things that are kind of hard to hard to obtain, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree because, you know, on the one hand, it's a little scary to think about the potential volume that could come back into the market. But also, too, to your point, I mean, it seems like a lot of potentially newer comers that maybe have never graded before, you know, now for the last 12 months or so had been sending things in to get graded or, you know, went through a middleman, however they did it. 
and they think, oh, you know, my card, surely this is a PSA 9. Oh, surely this is a PSA 10. And probably come back as a 6 or a the 7. Mind, the mind is a terrible, uh, you know, it, it works wonders, but you could convince yourself anything. And you know, I've done it before. Like, why is this card a 6? This is packed fresh or, you know, something. Um, and if you look at it in the right light, there's like a slight wave to it. And that's a crease, right, in their eyes. So... Um, mm -hmm. or if you touch it with your, your hand and it's oily and you get a fingerprint, like they're looking at these, you know, not just in a little led light, like sometimes they hit it with the UV and, you know, from a certain angle, you see things and the people submitting cards, maybe they don't have the proper lighting setup and all that. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's hard. There's so many factors of the, like, there's, there's different levels to this. So people pull a card. You know, people buy a box to to open up packs to pull a card. Hopefully, that card is in the pack, and then they send it off to get graded. Hopefully, the condition of that card was you know worthy of whatever grade they're hoping it'll get. And then you have the grader that might be having a bad day. So, like, there's just so many levels to this. You know, I don't want to call it gambling, but it's like it's it's a game of chance, right? I guess that's the exciting part about it too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with you, um, you know, on that, because, you know, as much as you I mean, even experienced graders can sometimes get things wrong. And I, I mean, you know, with the with the with the human the human portion of it, uh, you know, you might even disagree with a grade and and potentially get that sent back in you know i mean because like to your point you know, was the grader having a good day a bad day yeah. you know maybe they let a 10 slip into the nine category and that happens and 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 part of it too i mean i've had this conversation before with a few people but it's going to be even more important now and into the future to don't buy the grade buy the card you exactly. want to really look at the card because i mean yeah. you know are we looking at an old psa cert are we looking at like a week, you know, a week 10? Are we looking at a week nine here? Right. Um, um, I mean, even with CGC and, and BGS, you know, for, for right now, we're seeing PSA kind of hold the value a little bit more than, than those other brands. But I mean, mm -hmm. in the future, A, things could change. But B, if you have a solid, solid, strong card, a strong mint card, you know, I think you could command obviously a higher price point in the market, yeah, regardless the, of the brand. Right, exactly. The label doesn't matter. I would say that those are the strongest three though, PSA, BGS, CGC for cards. I'm just, I'm old school. It was for me, it was always, you know, PSA and Pokemon, it goes together like lamb and tuna fish, right? No, it's, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it goes together. And that, that's, I like those slabs. It's, it's, it's the sets that I have. So, um, I've submitted to BGS in the past for like amazing rares when they first came out and, you know, I feel, I feel like that was like the, that's like the modern, like the, the newer people that are into the hobby that are like, Oh, it has to be a pristine 10 or a black label or something like that's cool. If you submit to, to Beckett, but like, if the card's 10 and it's in a PSA slab or even a nine, I, I have a motto nines are fine because the, I, I can't afford my collection that I have today. If I were to buy my cards today. Right. Yeah. So like, if you look at a nine, you look at a 10, the one little tiny microscopic white dot on the back left corner is not going to make or break a card for me. You know, I got lucky with the tens that I have. Um, I, 
personally would not like go out and, and try to get them at market value right now, just given my position. It's not in, it's not in my interest to do so. I was lucky enough to, to have enough raw cards to, to submit and, and, and build those sets myself. But um, yeah, I, I, I guess it's up to it's up to the collector, you know. CGC slabs are, are pretty cool. I like how clear they are. I just recently, over the last couple of weeks, you know, I I don't own any. I bought one to just test with my displays, uh, and it happened to be the older CGC slab, which are thinner, which are basically the same dimensions as a PSA slab. So I don't know if you noticed on my website, but the PSA slabs tab would say PSA slash CGC slabs. So people would buy them with the intent that they could fit their CGC cards, but the newer slabs are slightly thicker. So the magnets weren't, weren't, mm. uh, you know, the, the clear cover would pop out a little bit because the slabs were thicker. So um, I'm in the process now of, uh, you know, if somebody wants something CGC, I'll, I'll have made another, another layer to, to basically thicken the slots for the slabs to fit in. Um, Ooh, that'll be nice. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll have for all, all three and then uh, the ability to if somebody wants, um, you know, I, I have an array of sizes on the website, but you know, I have what one, two, three, um, eight, nine and 16 slots. But if somebody wants, you know, a five slot, like that's that's fine. I could quote it right there because I'm the one uh, cutting it. I'm not outsourcing it to the local shop um, or a few shops that I have make the parts and then I assemble everything. So uh, sorry, I'm talking about the displays again, but yeah, um, about CGC, I, I had a, a little bit of a hard time, you know, getting having to do remakes, you know, and eating that. So um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's it's we're, we're all we're all learning together, and everybody's like really cool, and I get a lot of good feedback from from customers and and stuff. So I'm growing, um, you know, organically, and and uh, luckily, like the the Pokemon community, people are really cool. I've noticed a lot of people, um, you know, you just have to be open and honest, right? Like, you know, hey, I, I'm learning too. Let's get this right. Uh, and then there's some people that have just, it's really sad to see people have gotten burned a lot before in the past. And like, I noticed this, like on my eBay, I was selling, um, like last year I was selling, uh, uh, legendary heartbeat packs, right? Like I bought a whole bunch. I had opened a whole bunch, uh, to build, you know, to have enough of the, uh, amazing rares to like send in and build, you know, PSA 10 set. Uh, which I ended up selling, but I still have like a ton of cards waiting to be graded. But, uh, you know, the, the remaining boxes that I had, I opened them and I just sold the packs at like whatever it was, uh, $3 a pack at the time. And somebody bought like two or three packs off of me and they didn't get like a crazy card in there. And they were like, oh, these are searched. I see you have uh, amazing rares and PSA 10 on your eBay store and you're selling these packs. They're searched. I'm like, I'm not searching a $3 pack. Like, you know, I, I ended up giving him like more packs just because I, I don't like negative. I've never gotten a negative, you know, uh, feedback on my eBay, but I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you're having a, you know, you're gambling when you buy packs, right? Not everything yeah. is going to be a winner. Um, but just to hear like the hurt that people are, 
you know, like what happened in the past of that person? Did they buy something that, you know, was, was really searched? Uh, when I was buying stuff in like 2012, you know, I, I paid $284 for my first edition Team Rocket box sealed back then, right? I sold a Charmander a couple of months ago for more than that. Like that, that doesn't make sense to me, but, but that, that happened. Um, the weighing wasn't really a thing. Like I, yeah. I, maybe it was, but I wasn't like deep enough into the forums to, to know that that was a thing. Um, and it makes sense now looking at it, I guess, you know, if you knew to, to get that, but like, um, nowadays, I guess you have to do that because it, it, you know, there's a premium with the heavy pack and all that, but, uh, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not cracking packs. Um, in fact, the, that Southern Islands semi-sealed binder that I bought, I ended up selling the packs because I just, I, I'd rather somebody else enjoy the pack openings. I'm just more of a, if I'm going to buy, if I want a certain card, I'll just go out and get it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame you with being, with having that strategy. Cause I mean, at least for me, you know, it's, if, if you're trying to get a particular card and you want to do that by opening packs, it is a gamble. I mean, especially depending on which packs you're opening, right? Like if you're trying to get a yeah. first, you know, a first edition, you know, base set, jungle, fossil, any of that, like that's, if you're trying to chase a card, you know, and open packs like that, that's going to be a really expensive venture. You might as well oh, yeah. just buy, buy the card single. And I mean, you know, one of the things too, that seems to be holding true, at least right now is, is, you know, buying sealed product, vintage sealed product. And, you know, depending on your entry point, right. Cause entry point is, is the, the biggest name of the game. I mean, it's the, one of the most important things, you know, uh, buying sealed product is, um, it can be really advantageous for the future, right? Because as people open, you know, the population gets smaller. So versus right. buying individual cards, you know, if if there are boxes or sealed, you know, items to be opened, the populations of cards will go up. So, so if you're trying to, I guess, mitigate your risk, buying more vintage sealed isn't necessarily a bad choice. You know, again, you just have to manage the entry point. But, but I mean, you know, so for me, if like like to you i am just going to buy the card if there's a card that i want i'm just going to buy it i'm not going to buy packs to possibly open it and honestly with my experience of fortnite cards fortnite cards has got me so jaded because the series one like the first set that came out with fortnite cards like the pull rates were so bad they were worse than sports cards like i am telling you they were so bad like yeah. they were terrible it was tough to get good cards and i didn't really get that many good cards like i didn't like i opened up about 24 boxes and i still didn't oh. get like the holy grail card I, out of opening 24 boxes i couldn't get anything close to the holy grail so, so would, it, would it have been advantageous to you just to buy that card outright versus crack all those yes. boxes yeah like you would yes. save <laughs> save money yeah yeah but, you know maybe the other ones over time will appreciate too and you could sell those and you know there's, there's different ways to do it right mm -hmm. so yeah yeah. I mean, it, there's still value in opening, you know, the boxes. I, I don't regret it because it was, I mean, well, first off, I, I took it as a learning experience, right? You know, I, I don't have the luck, so I'm just not going to open any sealed product. If I acquired it, you know, I'm just going to pop it, put it away, right? right? I don't open anything anymore. Um, 
you know, but but it was still a good experience to have. I, I got to learn the sets a little bit better and I got to understand how bad the pull rate was. And, and it was a good yeah. experience. I mean, the boxes were only 20 bucks, you know. Okay. So we're, we're talking like MSRP 20 bucks now. I mean, back in March, I want to say back in March, there was a sealed box for, for those boxes that I was opening. Um, that went for like 3000. I don't know if that price holds true, but it really hurts. Um, but yeah, you know what, it, it like is what it is. It's just the lesson. It's just a lesson. And so you right. supply it and, you know, it's, take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not like you bought 24, $3,000 boxes, opened them and got nothing. It was, it was much less. So look at it into, you know, hindsight's 2020. I beat myself up all the time. I'm like, Oh man, I knew about Bitcoin and you know, 2011 2012 whenever i knew about you know I, I remember base set boxes i checked my ebay from 2008 base set boxes were 105 dollars all day like <laughs> you know i and i would have been able to do that too but i just you know at the time that was a lot it was like okay can i pay rent or can i pick up like four southern islands sealed boxes for 89 dollars i'm gonna do that you know and then that was like that was like all I could do back then, uh, <laughs> living off of ramen and all that fun stuff. But oh, uh, back in the day, yeah, um, yeah. Did you know that there are cookbooks out there where you can like like ways to spruce up your basic ramen, like put an egg I've, in it, put a little, I've heard lid, of that. little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's still salty, but like it's it's good too, right? Like, oh I usually God. pour out the like whatever was loose on the top, just like pour that out and just put hot water in there, but. Yeah, times saying, you would eat it without without like the the onions, the green onion. Yeah, it was just like too much. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Back back then, I, I haven't touched it since. You know, I'm, I'm trying to trying to stay around for my little boy a little bit more. Um. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it, it's funny that you say that. You know, the the ramen diet because I, at this this day and age, I cannot eat PB and J sandwiches. I can't do it. I had way too many. You know, on that PB and J diet. Like I just, you know, college, college was a thing. Um, college had you doing things anyways. Um, yeah. Ramen and PB&J. So I, I will definitely indulge on some good ramen. I don't, I don't think, I haven't bought like the cup of ramen. I, I go to like the, um, like the H Mart or, you know, um, an Asian grocery store to get like the different packs or whatever. Sure. But um <laughs> Oh man, memories. Yeah, yeah. Ramen memories. Yeah, I used to go to good ramen joints in in the city, mm. like before before I moved up here. So I'm I'm mainly remotely. I I mainly, on you know my day job, I work remote. Like I said, I travel a lot. Um, but yeah, there's there's some good ramen joints in the city, and pizza pizza's Ooh. my go-to. I could eat pizza like all day, really. I shouldn't, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, pizza is definitely a weakness of mine too. But yeah. some good ramen, like finding a good ramen spot that you can get, you know, a bowl for like 12, 15 bucks, something good. Mm, right. You can't go wrong. You can't can't go wrong. See, and one thing, one thing that I want to do eventually in my life, I don't I don't know if you watch any Netflix or cook shows on Netflix, but there's a, a, a show called In the Mind of a Chef. And I can't remember the name of the chef, but the season, season one was all about ramen. And okay. what he would do is he would travel around Japan and try all the different ramens. And then what he would do is he would take like instant ramen noodles and make 
things out of them, like wow. making gnocchi and stuff like that out of ramen and doing like all the all the taboos of ramen. He was committing all the taboos of ramen. So <laughs> that was that was so cool. So I want to do that. I want to just go to Japan and eat. Like that's what I want to do. I want to travel it. all the way around, like like try their whiskey, try all their food, all their ramen. I'm here for it. Once once it's a little safer and everything opens up truly, right. that's that's the first thing I'm doing. Yeah, do it. It's awesome. <laughs> you like vlog, yes. vlog the whole thing, you know, just eating ramen <laughs> here. Yeah, do it. Hell yeah! Um, See, and I'll send you pictures of all the different ramens. Yeah. Not to make you jealous, but you know. <laughs> great. Great. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun times, you know, if and when, if and when that happens. But um, but I mean, you know, like like as far as the market goes, I mean, honestly, like, you know, going back to what we've kind of been seeing, and I definitely agree with you. I, you know, it's definitely been low. You know, I don't even know if we've really hit the bottom. Mm -hmm. I, I a lot of people think I, I a few people smarter than me think that we haven't hit the bottom yet. So, you know, you got to kind of snipe for those deals of cards that you kind of always wanted. Yeah. Um, but I mean, would you agree? Do you think that it's hit the bottom or is it kind of approaching? Um, like I said before, I think certain cards maybe look at the end of the day. Uh, it depends how the card is being sold. If it's being sold at an auction, it depends how much somebody wants to spend on it. Uh, if it's being sold by someone or if it's like, you know, like a, a box that's not really common, it depends a, if the person wants to sell it or what's their, their listing price. Right. And if, so the, like somebody has to want to pay as much as the, the item is being listed for. So mm -hmm. I guess it, it really, it really all depends. I, 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 I try not to speculate on it. Um, a lot of people care about it. Uh, I, I still think just if you want to, if you want an answer, I think that there's still definitely some downward movement that's going to happen. Like I said, the common cards still haven't come back yet from PSA. Like how many first edition, you know, Bulbasaur's, uh, Squirtles, Charmanders, Pikachu's are at PSA right now. Um, you know, like I said, the, the Logan Paul box break that brought a lot of attention and, yeah. you know, People said, oh, uh, submit cards to PSA, gets a PSA 10, I'll make a ton of money. So I, I still think that there's a lot of those submissions that are still not even in the hands of the graders just yet. So mm -hmm. um, it, it really all depends. It, you know, I, I don't know, like, like how many sealed boxes are there out there? I don't know. Um, some people have nine, you know, of uh, first edition base, you know, um, some people just you know, have their binders, their childhood binders that they sent in and never knew of what card grading was before. And they just want to have it slabbed up and, uh, and protected and preserved. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that there, there's definitely going to be some sideways movement with some hiccups up and down. Like if it's a card that's like, like a really nice clean 10 or, like a like a strong nine like maybe the price might spike a little bit and um it depends on what time an auction ends who's auctioning it uh the price could be a little bit lower but like i said me personally i try to just zoom out and if it's a couple of percent here and there sometimes there's an anomaly of like the card um you know like i, I do keep track of like psa 9 first edition base charge but i i have one um 
that's like the I don't want to say the centerpiece of my collection, but that's like the most expensive item, like a single card that I have. Um, so I, I occasionally check in on the price. I'll, I'll watch like the I think there's like three on PWCC right now. One's yeah. a one's a new cert, and it's like double the price as the others. Um, and it, it really all depends. Like especially when there's multiples of things being auctioned all at the same time. I personally don't feel like that's a, a smart decision on the auction house to do that. Like it I should agree. it should be spread out. Um, you know, for the sake of the seller, I think. But. Uh, yeah, it, it really all depends, right? So we'll see. There's a lot yeah. more nines. There's a lot more nines out there, uh, but not that many. Like people compare it to the the Jordan rookie uh, in basketball, but if you look mm-hmm. at those numbers, if you look at those numbers on the Jordan rookie, the Fleer, uh, there's like thousands of PSA nines. There's only like 600 and change for the for the base Charizard. So. Um, and the price for the Jordan, I think, recently sold for uh, between like thirty and forty. I feel like that's about the right range for for a nine. Um, maybe not right now. Maybe in a couple of years, uh, it was that price a few months ago. You know, but like I said, uh, that was with the hype. So I everything returns back to the mean, right? You're going to have some spikes. You're going to have some dips. But if you zoom out, everything for the most part continues to go up. So, yeah, yeah, I I can definitely agree with you on that. And I I I mean, I was looking at the PWCC block uh, last week or earlier Sunday, I want to say. And yeah, it was super heavy. Charizard heavy for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, That'll be interesting to see where those prices kind of go. I don't I think on Sunday when I was looking at it, it had nine days to go. So yeah. I might check back in to see how, how it's going with that. But yeah. And, and I mean, you know, honestly, um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. I think some things are absolutely going to go sideways, but it'll be really curious to see, you know, what happens once everything is, is just a little bit more stable. Cause I think, I think for the most part though, with a lot of things, it, that's probably the more accurate price. Um, yeah. you know, for, for a lot of things, considering population and things like that. Yeah. And, and gosh, you know, I, I really wish there was more transparency within populations in general, because I mean, honestly, even with, with PSA, you know, the only reliable pop number is the PSA 10, because, you know, people are cracking PSA 9s to send it in again to see if they can get that 10. That's yeah, that, that's and, historical. And so. they're not sending in the label to get it removed from the report. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and and maybe a lot of those times that PSA 9 that they crack to get a 10 comes back an 8. You know what I mean? Especially <laughs> yeah. if, especially like yeah. I, wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that now with, with mm-hmm. anything, new label or old label or anything, because like it's all subjective there's, there's, you know, the human factor to it. Right. So, um, I, I'm just, I'm happy with what I have, what I was able to get when I got it. And, uh, you know, that's, that, that's, that's my perspective on it. Right. So I wanted yeah. to get it graded. I wasn't like, I have to have tens of everything except for the Southern islands. I had to have tens of those <laughs> and, and many, many copies of those. Um, yeah. but yeah. like, like we said, you buy what you love and, it, yeah. and, and getting back to the price, like talk um i i think we spoke about before about price memory 
So there's mm -hmm. more people now in the hobby that are aware of it and where it could go in terms of price. So people that came in in October, November, December, when things were like really high, like you would think that as prices are going lower now, there's, there's a, as we were discussing before about your entry point, that this is a possible entry point for them. And it's, there's the price memory of, wait, it could go this high. Um, they don't have the price memory of when, you know, a, a card that was it, that's now $30,000 was $2,000 because $2,000 is a lot more attainable to, to more people than 30. So mm -hmm. there would be way more demand for that card at two grand versus 30. So like eventually it would just, the market would eat it up. So I think it's going to be a combination of cards being graded, returned back either to collectors wanting to just hang on to their cards that are encapsulated and put them in one of my frames or, or, um, you know, just sell it on the market and, uh, have somebody else buy it. Like eventually that supply will be absorbed because it's not being there. Those cards are not being reprinted now. Right. So, right. you know, whether it takes a couple of years, a couple of months, you know, some whale to come in and just, you know, spend their, their, you know, couple million dollars that they have just sitting around, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it happens, right? So uh, that's all it takes. And then we're right back to where we started in October with, um, you know, just with cards. Yeah, with how yeah. high they were. Because in, in five years from now, we're gonna have the 30 year anniversary for Pokemon. And then, you know, maybe they'll do uh, the the Neo sets as like a, like an evolution style. Like the reprint. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would be really interesting. That'd be really interesting to see. I, I have a few hobby buddies that would be really excited if there was a Southern Island reprint. They're kind of like. Not a reprint. You know. I want them to do so. I, like, I think Scott has said this before, Southern Islands too, um, where they take the actual like, like for the Mew card. Mm. The Charizard, the Charizard is in front, Mew is in back. So do the reverse. Ooh, that yeah. would be cool. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's like a different angle on that. You know, you look at the postcards that come in the actual in the packs, and mm -hmm. just like take the opposite of that and make that the card. I think that would be super cool. That that would be. I'd buy it. Sign me up, Pokemon. Sign me up. <laughs> come on, yeah. Pokemon Company. Yeah. Um, you know, and and you know, uh, I've had you here for a while, so I want to be respectful of your time. I'm, I'm gonna end this with one last question i got this is the most important question i got for you sure so with the newer cdc cards being a little bit thicker um and my cdc subs with my southern island cards they'll probably come back sometime next year you know probably 12 months from now 12 16 months from now is that really well, is that is that a real estimate on the time frame for them? Honestly, I don't know what their estimates are now, but in all reality, probably so. Wow. Um, you know, I mean, one of my, uh, I put in a submission, put one in submission, one submission in April, one submission in May. My April submission finally got like checked in about a month ago. Okay. And I'm still waiting to even, even for my May submission just to get started. <laughs> so wow. it hasn't even really been checked in. Um, but, but, but with that being said, those cards are probably going to come back 12 months from now, probably in all reality. So will your cases 
be able to handle the new CGC slabs because I do need to get I like like I need my Southern Islands um, all yeah. up in a display. So yeah, that, that's the most important thing for me. Absolutely. Like 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 I said before, I'm not sure if it was on the on the actual uh, live or before we started, but um, I'm in the process of actually setting up a workshop space with my own equipment to just to turn around custom orders, you know, within hours, really, if I'm there or, you know, set certain days of the week aside to, to fabricate and then assemble. So uh, the answer will be yes. And um, custom logos and all that stuff will be like instant for the most part, you know, still got to work on the <laughs> design files, but um, no more outsourcing to uh, the US base uh, shops that have the laser cutters. My goal is, and I'm working on it. I was in I was in Florida on Tuesday for work. I have a project in Tampa I'm working on. And I drove over to Orlando on Wednesday to uh, the laser cutting uh, actual company to pick out the machine I wanted. So uh, all these Instagram posts of me selling cards, it's, it, it, it there's, um, there's a reason behind it. So <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm funding, I'm funding the laser, the laser yeah. printer you said, or did you say cutter. laser, laser cutter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a big behemoth of a machine that comes on a, like a thousand pound pallet. And, and I'm currently uh, in leasing negotiations right now for a space close to the house. So just to get it out of That's the house. Exciting. And, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's good. Um, it makes sense. It's the right time. Um, and my wife will be happy that we get our, you know, part of our home back instead of having uh, <laughs> acrylic everywhere and all that stuff. But that's how you have to start, right? Humble beginnings. And um, it it feels like the right time to, to make that move um, for, the, for the sake of also like the customer base too. So might be able to potentially um, bring prices down to a little bit more of a competitive range to... Um, you know, so I'm, I'm excited about that and have more volume and comic displays are in the works too. And, uh, just the ability to create, um, you know, at my fingertips, whenever I want, instead of prototyping and, and having like really expensive, uh, you know, the parts cut. And then I have to mark that up to, to recoup something. Right. So, uh, I have the, the end customer in mind here. So that, that's the goal. Um, mm -hmm. it's hard when you're, you know, you're doing everything us based too. my, my, my whole thing was, I just wanted to keep everything in my control, especially the, uh, the design and the, the patents that I, that I, that are currently in review right now. Um, once you send it, once you send it, you know, overseas, it could be made by anybody and sold to anybody. Right. So I'm just trying to keep that control and the ability to, uh, to, to just just to keep that on my end so um i'm friends with all the other guys out there and and uh stay in my lane they stay in their lane so there, there's there's enough market share out there for everybody to pick their poison and uh and be friends so um yeah yeah like that's what i said i think if this were any other community there would be like like you know bad feelings but everybody's surprisingly really really cool so I mean that that's really good to hear, and and honestly, I'm really excited to um, like to see honestly everyone grow because you know I have my case from you, but then I also have cases from from Canto Shark that fit you know what I needed at the time 
when I got them. So yeah. like, like I, I completely agree. I think, yeah. I think there's enough space for everyone. And, and, and especially, especially now that you're about to get a laser printer. So this is just a request from me. I love watching those CNC videos Oh, where they do the yeah. okay yeah, you, you want to see like i'm gonna do a lot yes. of behind the scenes stuff yes and uh, just like content videos and you know <laughs> not, be not, fun. not giving away like designs that aren't out yet but just like kind of like like how it's made and and yeah. uh, like a little bit of a process and maybe a tour of the space once it's ready so um that might be sooner than than we think <gasps> um but yeah i i met canto shark at collecticon shook his hand Nice. You know, I, I shook his hand. He's pretty tall. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I'm friends with uh, a dude from Total Empire. And uh, okay. we've, we've spoken about doing possibly like a joint project and all that. Like, it's kind of hard to do um, without, you know, uh, being able to produce something myself in-house. So mm -hmm. well, a, lot, a lot of things that we were discussing in the works and, you know, we'll see what happens. We're, we're all in this together. There's so many slabs out there. There's so many people out there. Like, you know, there's there's definitely room. Um, there, there's room to grow for everybody. So, yeah, yeah. I I completely agree with you. Um, that'll be really nice. I'm really excited that you're gonna have like a leased space. That that's gonna be awesome. Knock yeah. on wood, everything goes well. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it should. It should. I'm, I'm not biting off more than I could chew. I, I don't operate that way. So. Uh, you know, numbers are right. It feels right. Um, you know, and, and we'll see. So we're just, you know, I might sell some of my modern sealed product to help, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, hopefully I, I can hang on to my Southern Island stuff for oh, forever. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't do that. I, I might... would not as much yeah. as I want it. I don't yeah. want you to sell it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I couldn't. I, I, I could not now I, I might use it like, throw it up on my eBay store to get some attention for the stuff that I'm willing to sell just because uh -huh. it's like, like what, uh, like, like what Scott does with his illustrator or what Gary does with his yeah. Charizard collection, which, um, it's pretty epic, but yeah. So yeah, we'll see a lot of good stuff in, in the works for the future. And, um, yeah, I, too bad. I won't see you in, in Florida next month, but, um, yeah. you know, if that goes well, you know, maybe you come to the next one. I you should definitely go to Collecticon whenever that happens uh, again, which it sounded like they might try to do one before the end of the year. They said at the closing of the last uh, show. So if they do okay. that, that would be really cool. I don't know when, maybe September, maybe November, who knows, but. Yeah, I, I would definitely consider it because um, uh, I, so I'm still I'm still working on on my app and I don't have anything to like really put in people's hands. I didn't ask you. I meant I have some notes, but I'm trying to be like polite and not look at my phone. But I did <laughs> no, make okay. I did make I did make some notes, and I wanted to ask you about that. Are you are you yeah. coding that? Are you doing that yourself? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a dev. That's what that's what I do. That that's I, I, that's like my trait. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I work as a data analyst and as a dev. So I do have experience with data. And it's been a really, really cool project because, you know, pretty much with, with everything that it is, like, I'm the first thing that I'm trying to do is I'm trying to replicate my spreadsheet. Right. Yeah. Because some of us, we've got our spreadsheet with our prices and what we got right. things at and what they are now. And that's just too much damn work. 
So I'm like, okay, well, let me replicate that in an app. And then, you know, to myself, I'm thinking about it um, because I have, I know a lot of people in the hobby collectibles that, you know, is looking at data from here, from here, from here, from here, trying to get an idea of what the market's doing, where it's moving, where it's going, what are the trends right now? And so with the app, there are so many data things that I can do. I am so excited because even looking at to the side competitors and I call them to the side competitors because there's like sports card investor, right? Yeah. Yeah. They do sports card ladder another one that does sports with some pokemon cards in there so i kind of consider them competitors because they have the infrastructure to easily just move into the pokemon space um you know and 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 directly compete with what i'm planning to build um but but even those apps that i have seen so far um i want to do things a little bit more like i want to chart things a little bit differently okay. than, than how they're doing it don't, don't give it away here but okay, <laughs> wait to see it. yeah. it's going to be so awesome um it's i'm so excited it, it it's a fun project it is like um it is so tough it is so tough to to work on it and 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 make progress and do all the things for it when you're one person okay. and 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 there's one app in particular that will be that's in the sports card space that will be moving to the Pokemon space and they have VC backing. And I'm just like, oh my God, how do I expect to compete? You know, but but I think I think for myself, I think my competitive edge is that I, I don't know, I really care about the data for this. And and honestly, for me, I'm not even thinking about, you know who who can get to market the quickest because I think who can get to market the best. I think is really going to win out, especially if I can have the data narrowed down by the 30th anniversary, mm -hmm. because I mean, there's so much like little bits of data out there that's not aggregated and put together where you 30th can see it. or 30th or 25th. Um, the next anniversary. Oh, so okay. the 25th, my bad. Okay. I was like, cause that's five years. There might be some, somebody might listen to this and watch this. <laughs> And be like, no, that and is like, a good idea. Wait, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, so I mean, so I have uh, plenty of time to really narrow in on the data. You know, having right. having population data, um, and not just for PSA because Beckett does as well. It's just not as friendly to get that data, and then and then hopefully soon, CDC will have population data out there. So being able to look at that from across the board, like really right. being able to see populations. I mean, they do, um, it, CGC does it for the comics, so it's a little hard to navigate to get to, but yeah, like uh -huh. it makes sense to do it for the cards. And then um, like with the whole video game, PSA buying the, the WADA, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, oh. they bought they bought WADA. Um, so, so that'll be really interesting to see how that goes and where their priorities kind of lie, because, um, you know, this was back in November, when i was in a cgc forum and people were talking about oh i want card populations card populations and and cgc you know responded to that forum message it was like it's coming it's coming so cool. you know i yeah so so i'm really hoping that they do follow through because they've got a lot of stuff that they're doing they've right. got a lot of stuff going on and i'm sure it's not easy to architect um especially if you don't have the infrastructure in place to kind of scale because because yeah. i mean the volume is insane but um but yeah it, it'll be really cool it'll be really interesting you know i mean 
that there there will be costs that come with the app, you know, and hosting it. So naturally, like I can't make everything free, but but it's just I don't know. It's just really important to me to have like I want to get the data right because there's a lot of um, information that maybe isn't necessarily quite data based out there that's kind of floating and i just want people to be informed um as informed as they can be and 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 make the hobby as transparent as it can be um and there's a lot of hurdles to that but you know i'm really hoping and and there's there's a lot of other um people that hobby hobby buddies that i've been meeting that are also in like the tech and the data space so i'm really hoping to to you know work with people who who are better than me on these things that you know, we can help bring a lot of those things to light because what I hate that happens. And I mean, this is, this happens with everything, but, but I don't want, you know, newcomers into the hobby to, you know, be holding the bag because they didn't have the information that they needed to know. Oh, actually that's a little bit overpriced because for example, the population on that is a little bit too much. Um, you know, or just, the card is just too new, like, like that shiny yeah. new that just you know, sold. I saw it today it's sold for 2000 on Mercari, but you know, maybe once it comes out, maybe it's a three or $400 card. Like I think when the, the whole general mills, like the cereal promos came out, they were selling for like hundreds, but like you buy a box of cereal for five bucks and you got the card. If you just waited a month, you know, things like that. So um, that's cool. Like protecting the, the, the newcomers in the hobby and giving them an insight to know like, Hey, actually this card a month ago was, you know, one tenth the price. So think about it. Is it, you know, is that it's just getting a hype treatment right now or, you know, what, or, or maybe it's just realizing exactly. it's, it's actual value. Who knows? Right. No one has a crystal ball, but um, yeah. But like you were saying, you definitely have to use your, um, your experience and your network to grow. So like having a community on here is great. You know um, once, once your app is out, you know, I'll sign up and use it. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't really like track the daily, like my portfolio, but you know, it, it'll be, it'll be worth, it'll be worth having and seeing. And, um, cause occasionally I'm like, Hey, what's, what's PSA 10 Kuro Kuro Mew at, you know, like I have this image in my head, like should be worth more. It's like one of the prettiest cards in the hobby. There's only like a little over 200, maybe close to three now PSA 10s, but, um, you know how many of them are actually PSA tens? You know what I mean, like yeah. the, like the old certs and all that. So um, yeah, it would be totally worth it. And just like like I was saying, using your background, your your past experience, your your real world uh, skill set. Like me, I'm an architect. I draw in AutoCAD. Um, not as much these days. I'm like a, I'm in a senior project management role and on site more. But um, you know my ability to draw on the computer, I could you know easily turn around designs my my only um uh downside has been the the weight and then sometimes uh you know for 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 the custom things as well as um uh i've had a few instances where i I placed a custom order for you know just the parts again like everything comes in pieces and i build it but um you know uh fedex damaged the package it took you know it was a four-week order from some guy overseas and it's like crap you know i now you know, it's insured, it'll get remade, but there's a time, you know, there's time added to that. And um, I want that to go away. So you're always trying to be better. And uh, mm-hmm. even when your app comes out, after it comes out, you're going to be like, oh man, I, I got to add this feature and that feature in. And um, 
I mean, competition is good too. Like you never want to feel like you have to play catch up. Um, but th there will be this like unspoken competition of just trying to be relevant and, and, and constantly create. And, uh, it really is just having more options for people, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so I, I think that's a good thing and uh, I'm excited for, for your venture. And yeah. I hope, I hope you finish it in time for the 25th. Uh, keep me posted on that. Yeah, it'll it'll be really great. It's really nice when you can marry what, you know, skills that you know in the real world with the fun stuff. Okay. So I think that's why it's like, it, it's a hard project, but it is easy in the sense that I don't have to motivate, you know, myself to do it, which is probably similar to for you with, with, um, you know, with your project, with your business. I mean, it, it's just, it's just really easy when, when you're working on something that you like and you're working within your skill set that you already have. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the hobby that I love and it's the skills that I have, but yet I could build frames and have the TV on and like listen to alpha investments, talk about ta tacos <laughs> and, and, and cardboard. I, I, I love that guy. I could just, I could listen to him all day. Um, I don't know if you watch off. Rudy is so yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually a patron. Uh, you know, getting, cool. getting those, getting those cards. He, he's so much fun. He, he, he was like the first dude that was like, "Hey, so you can think of these things as assets." By the way, and I was like, I "Yeah, have no idea." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I signed up for. Uh, I'm not. I, I missed the boat with his. Uh, you know, uh, the being on his Patreon, I think last year, he announced that it's going to be open for like a week and then he'd close it. And I'm like, mm, you know, I, I like the free videos. I'm not like really like not enough for me to pay for it yet. And then I, I actually caved a couple of months ago and I signed up for SM Pratt's, um, oh, nice. uh, uh, Patreon and, and that's been informative. I, I'm not like super up to date with it, but, uh, you know, when he, when he does the in-depth videos, it's really cool just to listen to. And if you pay attention closely, um, you know, you, you learn a thing or two and it might benefit you in the long run. Um, yeah. I, I recently stumbled upon like one of the first videos the other day from 2016, how to invest in, in, in uh, Pokemon cards. And like one of the first comments was, it was like a comment from two weeks ago, present day. Um, you know, if if you watch this video in 2016 and listen to everything this man said, congratulations, you've made it. <laughs> like, I know, right? That's yeah, that, that is funny. I guess that would put it at uh, around the time of like Pokemon Go when that came out. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't play that. I I played it like when it first came out, and then uh, I was working in the city at the time, and there was like a flock of people at the corner of. 57 you're like what are these Avenue. people doing they're looking for <laughs> snorlax is what they're doing they were looking for a damn snorlax oh man ain't that ain't that a thing that is yeah. so that is so yeah. funny yeah um it's it's gotten really good i i when i first started playing it i was really frustrated because the servers would always go down or it would be really slow and and it, it became at times unplayable but man, I'm racking up my walking miles or my kilometers right. and leveling up. I'm 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 still like at a level 25. Okay. <laughs> but but now it's it's fun. If you get into it, let me know and then we can add each other. Um, you yeah. know, because because you gotta bring buddies along. So Yeah, that sounds good. Maybe uh 
you know, soon. Right, right now, I'm I'm full steam ahead with uh, you know, one one goal in mind, just to set myself up here and and um, you know, with, with the laser cutter and all that stuff. But yeah, that's that sounds good. That sounds yeah. good. Awesome. Well, you know, I, I appreciate you being on, gosh, you, we've been on for almost, almost two hours. Um, and I know. it didn't feel like it. <laughs> it, it. It doesn't, it doesn't. I, I, when I, when I click your, your Twitch stream before just to check it, you know, from the email you'd sent. Uh, so like when the last videos was like three hours long, I'm like three hours. What am I going to talk about for three hours? <laughs> and like, I didn't even, I didn't even look at the little cheat sheet that you made me of just talking points. It's like, I don't, you know, it sounds good on paper, you know, I might, you know, think, what do I talk about? But it's when it's about something you love and it just, it just flows, right? So that's really cool. So yeah. I'm happy we did this and thank you for having me on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anytime. And I mean, you know, of course, you know, as, as things come you know, as things in the market change, I mean, we should definitely do round two or, you know, if you've got cool, you know, things that are coming out, we can do a round two for anything. So, you know, I, I'm here for it. Um, this was really great. And we had some people pop on and I didn't mention this earlier, but, uh, Gary, Gary Haas was, uh, had popped into the chat. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> oh, I actually don't have the chat on. I have, I have it full oh. screen here. Is there uh, a comments or anything or. Yeah. Yeah. He said, Hey, he was oh, saying, hey. sweet. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but you know, anyways, before we, before we, um, you know, end this, end this chat, I mean, can you just let everyone know where they can find you and reach you? Yeah, sure. It's, uh, Instagram just at pokey dreamer, uh, pokey dreamer. And then, um, the website is www.pokeydreamer.com. Uh, all my displays are for sale there. It's a legit website. You could, pick out, um, you know, which color you want and you could customize with the drop down menus of all the different peg designs. And, uh, hopefully over the coming weeks that could change, um, you know, with more options available. And if you have any, any, uh, custom inquiries, you could always reach out to me on IG or my email, which is on my, uh, website page there. So yeah. And you have, uh, you actually have a link too that you could share if you want. I think we set up. So I'm not sure how that works when you post this to YouTube or something, but you're more than welcome to include that. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Being an affiliate. That, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I will definitely be adding that too. So I mean, you know, it, it'll be fun. It'll be good. But um, I'll, I, this might be a week of like a like a two or three weeks before this comes out, but I'll let you know um, once it happens. No problem. So, no problem.